0: Hate meetings. Nobody likes me. Love people that hate meetings. Hi, and welcome to Meeting Minutes, the podcast about meetings. I'm Yaniv.
1: And I'm Matan.
0: And we are the co founders of SyncUp, where our mission is to eliminate pointless meetings. So today we're talking about analyzing bad meetings and getting to the underlying causes. Why are we talking about this?
1: Well, if I'm the CEO of a company and I know I have an issue with meetings, and let's be real, most companies over 300 people do have issues with meetings, I want to be able to fix the issue and I want to nip it in the bud and not just treat the symptoms.
0: What's wrong with the treating the symptoms?
1: I think that treating symptoms is usually associated with something that you will have to keep doing over and over again, and maybe you can find something to treat it once and for all. More importantly, I think that sometimes you treat a symptom and you actually just hide the problem. But the problem is still hiding under the surface and it will erupt again. So for example, some companies say that meetings become too large and then they don't allow more than six people in a meeting. That will be treating a symptom, but probably is not very effective.
0: Interesting. But I think finding the root causes is hard. I think most things are not just symptoms or causes, they are often both. So, I mean, every cause has another cause underneath it sometimes. There is a framework called Five Whys and I think in many cases in things that are culture related, you can ask why one more time and get to another cause.
1: Probably the cause you will come up with is something else in the meeting world. Maybe let's give it a try. Um... I can't find a free time in your calendar. Why? Well, there are too many meetings in our company. Why there are too many meetings in our company? One thing is that people invite oversized meetings. They also call a meeting as a first choice, that's their default, and there are plenty other reasons.
0: Why do they invite oversized meetings?
1: Probably because they feel they need to save time.
0: So why do they need to save time?
1: Because they have too many meetings.
0: Okay, that was fun. Uh, You want to do another circle like that? No, but
1: what do you suggest? When do we stop with all these whys?
0: I think it's more about where can you intervene and create a real impact that is, one, not just a cover-up, two, will be long-lasting, and three, will be effective in the diversity of situations you have to deal with.
1: Let's try to make it practical. Let's take an example. Um, Say I'm a project manager and there's some decision that needs to be made uh, that's holding my project back. So I would call a meeting with, let's say, eight people who are all impacted by this project so they can make a decision.
0: Yeah, I think that can happen. I think this may work, but it can also not work. There is a lot of risk in this kind of setup. I can see this meeting ending up with no decision at all. Or a decision that is kind of playing it safe, or even worse, the illusion of a decision where people actually don't agree and will block you later.
1: The missing component is that there's just no clarity about how a decision should be made. What are the alternatives? What are the criteria to decide? And most importantly, who is responsible for the final decision? Without this clarity, the project manager in this case will get a decision. On, if everyone agrees on a decision unanimously, or if someone steps up and says, I will make a decision, and there is no challenge on his authority to do so.
0: Okay, so in this case, you can treat the symptom and just say, don't invite more than six people. In this kind of decision-making, it may reduce the waste by 25%, but not really change the impact so much. You can also try to get to the underlying causes, and I can point to two. You can say that the company doesn't have clarity about decision-making processes or another potential underlying causes you can point to. You can say that this project manager could have figured out a way to get a decision before the meeting and only use the meeting to approve it. This is generally done by talking or chatting with each stakeholders one by one to discover their perspectives, objections, etc.
1: I think of these two options, the second one is easier. The first one you suggested, getting full clarity on every decision-making process, requires you to imagine every possible decision in advance and then clearly state how it should be made. The alternative of giving the project manager the right tools to figure it out for every decision is more of a just-in-time and as-needed approach.
0: Yeah, I agree. I want to look at another example, though. There is a daily stand-up meeting in R&D with 15 people. This is highly ineffective and we address that in our episode about daily meetings.
1: So basically, this daily is a symptom, but also this daily stand-up of 15 people is a problem in itself and the cause of other symptoms like employee disengagement. Correct. So let's try to get to the cause of this meeting there's probably a few directions we can take it. Maybe team leaders in R&D are misguided about the goals of the daily stand-up and maybe need to be due trained on Scrum best practices. Or maybe this specific manager has a team that is just too big. Or maybe she's just not aware of any other option than having a daily stand-up with the entire team present.
0: Yeah, so all of these are potential causes of the bloated daily standup, And I think if you wanted to you could find more underlying causes for those as well, but we don't need to do that. I think the right framework to think about here is what is an effective way to intervene. So the first cause you mentioned will send me to retrain the entire department on Scrum best practices. I will argue that this is very expensive in terms of labor and is not practical enough to change anything. The team size is definitely something that should be worked on. A team lead that has 15 employees is not effective. However, the solutions are not easy. Hiring and promoting are complex processes that take a long time. So the third cause was that the manager doesn't know any other way than to do a daily standup with the entire team present. That is actually the most addressable cause. You could give her a few alternatives and. That's probably it. I can give
1: another example to demonstrate this. Sometimes a manager would have some output that she wants to get reviewed, and then she would call a meeting for that.
0: What do you mean by an output?
1: You know, like a design or a plan.
0: Got you. Yes, if that meeting is big, that's ineffective, because the feedback often overlaps. True. And I think the cause here is just
1: a bad habit. I think trying to find even deeper causes will have to really stretch to find anything else.
0: So we have many more examples like that, but I think that's enough on that.
1: But I would like to draw the attention to another pattern of a vicious cycle. And I want to take a look at broadcast meetings where one person is trying to convey some messages or information to many other people. And if you start sending bad ones, other people in the organization take note and they do start their own broadcast meetings. And then the employees just have many broadcast meetings on their schedules. So they start showing up with laptops or cell phones and are generally just not listening. As a result, the messages are not getting through and more broadcast meetings are invited in order to get those messages across and so on and so on.
0: Yeah. And for those you need intervention for the entire company at once but you wanna be very specific about the pattern you're trying to break. Okay, so this was a fun episode. Let's try to summarize the main takeaways here. Many companies are rightfully looking to cure the meeting problem. Treating it effectively is important, so they look for underlying causes rather than just treating the symptoms you can identify a few potential underlying causes for every problem. Usually one of them is just that the specific person who invited the meeting lacks some guidance about how to achieve their goal in another more efficient way. And finally, sometimes the meeting problem just creates more meeting problems and it sort of takes a life form of its own.
1: Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode make sure to hit that follow button, so you know whenever we have a new one. We will also appreciate if you rate us on Spotify, but most importantly, we would really love for you to come back for more.